Hello and welcome to WonderPod, episode 288. We are here again. A trio. I don't, I, eh, what has it been? A couple, three weeks since you went, went on your last road trip? <laughs> it's all... It was like end of January, I guess. Yeah, so we've had a few that were... Oh, you had to leave early to be Batman last week. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Um... Weather has changed here. We'll do weather pod just for Roger because he's the old man. Get off my lawn, just like me. Um, weather has changed here. We're expecting about ten days of rain, <laughs> so which we need. It'll be it'll be a nice shot for the for the grass to grow and all the things that I should really give a shit more of a shit about <laughs> involved with work. So, what about John? Is it still fall spring there? Go back to snowing? Yeah, it's still kind of fall spring. Some weather coming on the weekend, but. So I guess winter might resume a little bit, but it hasn't been. It still has been pretty dry, pretty snow-free. Uh, by the way, if you haven't joined us for the previous two hundred and some odd episodes, that is John. I'm hey, hey, everybody! Make it a little bit different. And there's also Glacinator. How's the weather in Louisiana? Uh, it rained today a bit. It's starting to get kind of humid. Oh, so, la, la, la. Yeah, not much uh, nice weather time left. Until was... I go to shorts all the time and hating myself at work because I can't wear shorts at work. It, it should be a law. <laughs> it was it it was humid even by my standards here yesterday. And watching native Californians who've never traveled further east than Colorado say <laughs> if that melt was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Cause it it was pretty damn humid to this front of the uh, the before this storm and then it cooled right off and dried right out um i i you know it's funny i don't care if i mine from other podcasts and stuff i don't care if you guys do I, it doesn't matter but it's kind of funny that it happens like two weeks in a row or or within like a month of each other but i was watching the rooster teeth podcast again and they had a fascinating uh discussion about social media and it and it one piece of it i wanted to ask you guys about now I'm thinking this is going to be one platform for John and one platform for Glaze. Uh, do you guys use the mute or unfollow function? John, for you, Twitter and Facebook. Glaze, for you, Facebook. Let's start with you, Glaze. Rather than unfriending somebody, mm-hmm. do you do you use that unfollow feature so you don't have to listen to their ridiculous and unclever, even though they think they're being clever, political yammerings? I have never unfriended anyone. But I have unfollowed probably 75% of my friends on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) I have no regrets for that. Uh, It has made my online experience a million times better, and I suggest everyone else to do the same. Uh, I don't care if I make an echo chamber for myself, but it's an enjoyable echo chamber where I don't have to listen to idiots. So I I have a two-strike system. Once, if you say something stupid one time, okay, you said something stupid. Second time, it's just, nope. I don't need you in my life. I can pretend to have you in my life on a, on a list, but I don't need to look at anything you do. I, I'm kind of funny when it comes to Facebook slash Google Plus, since I'm the only one that uses both a lot. Twitter's the one where I'm I'm probably more in line with that, but I'll get into mine here in a second. John, with you on Twitter, do you mute? Do you use the new mute function, or do you just unfollow and block people? Uh, on Twitter, I ha- no, I haven't used the mute function. I have unfollowed people if they were just rambling on things that I just didn't bother, want to bother uh, reading again. Facebook, I have 
I'm trying to. I, I know I've I've stopped following like certain posts. No, and some people I've I've unfollowed them. That's true. There was one guy who uh, who were, was temp- tended to um, re you know like share um, some well, I'll call it racist jokes <laughs> on his Facebook page that I didn't care for. So like I, uh, too too far over the line, like the kind that aren't really even funny. <laughs> like I mean they're they're not they're they're not outwardly mean, but you know. You get behind the context. We're mean enough that I didn't, and, there, and it was every day was one of these, you know, word of the day by another by another uh, race that takes a word and how they say, you know, an accent oh, makes, gotcha. takes an accent and makes it sound like something else. Like it's just not funny. And yeah, fr- frequency is what gets me too. Like if you post like seven things a day, like I, I don't need that clogging my stuff up. You know, just <laughs> you're out of there. Yeah, or or people who continuously post. Crap, like you know, they played the new you know slot machine game, and, you know, and they share the oh they got a new high score in in Candy Crush or some bullshit like that. Yeah, I don't I don't need to see that shit. So that game related Facebook game related stuff gets gets muted or blocked pretty pretty quickly. With Facebook, I have a grand total, and I know you guys have bigger amounts because I hate Facebook. Not because it's better than the ones I like. Fuck off. It's just, I find it to be a broken mess that's just keeps piling on concepts that they steal from any other platform they can get their hands on. Um, you know, there are certain qualifications. I've warned personal friends of mine. If certain things happen in this in an order where, where Facebook is becoming less of a vital tool or less of an even useful tool to me, I will delete my fucking Facebook account. I have zero use for it. So, point being in that, and I know I've ranted about it before, I only have 60 friends. And all of them, minus maybe a couple, are heavily vetted. They don't, they aren't people that, uh, you know, that are just going to post random crap. They're like you guys. You know, even if I ever, you know, even if I don't get rid of my Facebook account, you two would always be on there, Pat, my family members, that kind of stuff. So, I've never actually unfollowed anyone on Facebook. Anyone. I've, I, I will mute individual posts, and the reason I'm able to do that is it seems like, Facebook at least, uh, my really liberal friends and my really conservative friends only post one or two really stupid, just out there, God, would you stop reading from the party's handbook crap. <laughs> you know, not thinking for themselves, in other words. So I, I've got it pretty good on, on, on Facebook. On Google+, Plus, those people tend to be a little more reposty, resharey, and I also have a much bigger pool of people that I follow and follow me, um, or circle me, whatever you want to call it. That I have a, a, a three-strike system where, you know, you get, you get three stupid ones, or if there appears to be a trend happening, I will just un, uncircle you. Twitter, especially with this phenomenon of newer YouTubers and Twitch streamers who seem to think that drive-by follow unfollow um, is the best way to go about marketing yourself and to create a community slash user base, I have a zero tolerance policy. <laughs> I, I will block you for... Batshit insane, not thinking for yourself, political drivel. 
I will ban you for what I consider offensive, which is a very small amount of things. And I also will block you. I don't use the unmute function. I just block people. There was one guy with a YouTube channel that followed me and unfollowed me three times and I was ready to block him. And I thought, no, I want to see how many more fucking times he does this. He got up to five before I said enough is enough and blocked him. (laughs) So Twitter, I had just had no tolerance. There's only a handful of people. um, And actually, if I think about it, they'd split pretty even between the political uh, political sides of the spectrum. Being being a political asshole who hates both parties equally, I'm fine with whatever your politics are. Just don't shove them in my newsfeed every five minutes. But uh, I just I have no patience on Twitter anymore. I check Twitter about six times a day. I tweet occasionally. I use it more as a news resource, just like I do Google Plus. And it it just I just. Don't have any patience for it. And you watch as we get closer to Insurrection Day. That's my new term for Election Day. Because if you think that ele- this election this year in the U.S. is going to go calmly and quietly, you're out of your fucking mind. Um, I pro- I bet I'll probably block 20 more people. <laughs> Would be my <laughs> suspicion. <laughs> because, but I just, it's, it's interesting and of the Rooster Teeth crew, it seemed like it was pretty much 50-50 on whether they used that mute function or not. But uh, but I just, I, I found that fascinating in general. And so I was kind of curious what you guys did. The fact that you guys, I figured you both would tolerate more. And I'm not saying you're intolerant. <laughs> I thought you well, guys, I thought you guys would would tolerate more and not not unfollow people. But Glenn- I mean, I, I'm courteous in person, like I'm a nice guy. But I mean, like if there's no repercussions for me to like not have to deal with you, you know, like you never know. Like I mean, I'm all over that. If that makes me a, a jerk <laughs> for feeling differently behind people's backs, then I'm a huge jerk. But I don't think it makes you a jerk. Although, if any of your friends on Facebook listen to this, you're going to have the schmazzle of wondering who's who got fucking canned and who didn't. Uh, that's always a fun time, but because they'll never ask directly, which just pisses, exactly, exactly which just pisses me off more. And is going to, you know, the simplest way to deal with me is just ask, ask me something. Don't fucking beat around a bush. Don't hem and haw. Don't fucking. Do the goddamn passive-aggressive bullshit. Just ask. And I'll either tell you yes or I'll tell you no or I'll tell you this or I'll tell you that. Because if anybody, like like say, for instance, I block somebody on Twitter and they have me on another social media platform by chance. And they ask me, did you block me on Twitter? I'll go, yes, because you were being a douchebag. <laughs> I have no qualms <laughs> about saying that. The times anymore on the internet I get concerned is when I think somebody else, somebody in my group of friends who's innocent is going to get drug into anything I'm involved with, even though it's none of their business. They had no part in it. You know, that has become to me a much bigger aspect of how assholes and trolls work their mojo. And I, I just, I'm not going to do that to other people. I'd rather sit there and take it and attempt to suffer silently. I haven't always been the greatest at that, but I'm, I'm trying to get better then think about getting anybody else. But no, Glace, I don't think it makes you an unrepentant jerk because the problem is, here's here's why I'm on your side of this argument. And John, I want you to see if, the, if you agree with this. 
Because you know what's going to happen. If you tell them, hey, I'm unfollowing you, and you're, they're a friend of yours, quote-unquote, <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to plead and try to pitch to get back and make you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to go into this never-ending circle. Whereas if you just do it and be done with it, they're usually blissfully unaware because they're blissfully unaware to begin with because they're posting that crap. <laughs> I mean, that's a rationalization, but what do you think, John? Is that a fair rationalization? <laughs> I think it's fair, yeah. Does that yeah, make so. you feel a little better about yourself, Glaze? Oh, I mean, I guess so, but... Oh, man, that was a long as I high-pitched. Goodness. <laughs> but, uh, uh... I don't know. I... Facebook is very hit and miss for me, uh, friend-wise. I don't. Sometimes I can just feel pretty cynical when I'm on there, just in general. So I mean, if I can do anything to make myself feel less cynical, if that involves removing people, then I mean, I'm fine with that. From my point of view, as far as I'm concerned, if I was posting things that annoyed somebody and, and someone didn't care for my wrestling talk or for my my you know pictures of my of my family or whatever. Go ahead and block me, too. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. If you don't like it, go to fuck. Yeah, you do have the other... You do have the other end of the... You do have the other end of the spectrum of the people who take unmitigated glee in telling you they're blocking you. I've had that happen a couple times on Twitter where I've said shit. I've said shit just to see if anybody's paying attention. I think one of my favorites was... Well, work's done for day. I think I'll shave myself completely hairless and run around in a rubber gimp suit. Not a fucking peep. Nobody paid. John probably just missed her. Otherwise, he would have at least gone, what the fuck is wrong with you? None of, none of my friends saw it because probably it didn't make their news feed. Wasn't right timing. But it's just like, I wonder sometimes what what as an obscure, not even close to an internet celebrity jackass I could get away with saying because that would freak a lot of people out, very prudish, idiotic people, but still. Um, oh, by the way, I'm not completely hairless, as far as you know. Uh, you know, so I just, like I said, it was curious because it, it just, it was a fascinating talk to me because they're giving us so many more tools to be sneaky, you know, not to hurt somebody else's feelings. And I, I gotta be honest, even if somebody's being a complete raging, raging asshole, Gamergate, man baby type bullshit, I'm not gonna tell them, you know. But I also have those people on my social media that are, um, their day job, the stuff they cover, the reason I followed them in the first place, they're excellent at. And so in exchange for that, I put up for their complete lack of tact. And seemingly brain power when it comes to any other aspect of life. <laughs> I can think of probably a dozen people who just, when they're talking about life or politics or things that piss them off or or some social issues, it's just like, how is this the same person that wrote that brilliant thing? You know, you just go, what the fuck? <laughs> also, John, I don't know if you made time for it, but I did finish a chic documentary last night. Oh, no, I didn't have a chance this week to, to watch it, unfortunately. It it was about what I expected. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. The middle to... There's a middle bit that gets a little cringeworthy for reasons you probably already know the reasons, you know. Um, but it's also... Glace, you'd almost want to watch the last 20 minutes of it because 
even though he blocked John, what he does on Twitter and YouTube, it's a work to a point or, or, or it's an act. But the fact that the man's been able to reinvent himself and, and insert himself in so many places that probably an old broke down wrestler would not be able to insert themselves and make some cash off of it for, you know, for his, for himself and for his family. It's pretty fascinating. <laughs> just, just the, the way he's reinvented himself. Kinda. Is it, I mean, is it, it's a documentary is like a self-aware documentary. Yeah, yeah. I uh, given this particular gentleman's personality, like, would, would it make sense from an outsider's perspective? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to know anything about wrestling to understand it, to watch it. It's basically just, it's basically the rise and fall and rise again of a man who happens to be a professional wrestler. But the but but the fact that the dude's seventy two years old and is making a fair few dollars off social media and YouTube pretty fucking amazing to me mm -hmm. so you don't have to know anything about the wrestling business the only wrestler you'll probably recognize is the rock <laughs> in it because i don't think hogan's in it he might be i could recognize hulk hogan the rock john cena uh all three of those are in it the the undertaker uh, Cena and Taker man. only in it taking pic they're like showing film of of uh of Sheik talking to Cena and the Undertaker. But but I, like I, I was actually I was looking through channels the other day and I guess it was Monday night and I watched a bit of whatever it was. They had a bunch of black guys in purple jumpsuits and I was like, Oh, okay. And one of them had a trombone and I was like Ah yes, the new day. I was like, that, What is this? I thought they were like about to like break down like music wise. I was like Oh, is he going to use it like as a weapon, the trombone? But he didn't use it that way. So it was a missed opportunity. Only, only on pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. That you don't get that stuff on free TV anymore. <laughs> um, the other thing, Glacinator. Do you like Harvest Moon? Uh, I was really into the GameCube one, and it was it's super weird because like that was like my weird phase, <laughs> like like in middle school. Uh, so I was like, I was really into like the dating part of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you have like four, there's like three different girls in the village. I'm you know, in, I, I'm in a really good mood tonight, so I'm not gonna make the four or five post it was, puberty it was masturbation jokes I was thinking about. But um, make them for yourselves, audience. Okay, okay. So so outside of it being baby's first. <laughs> I just, I'm gonna make this sound worse. Baby's first dating sim. Did you enjoy the game itself? Yes, I made it worse. Uh, That's what I'm. Yeah, about. I mean, it had a lot of elements in Animal Crossing that I liked, uh, but it had a little bit more of a, you know, realistic take on it, you know. And I, I think you could collect pets and stuff, which I liked. Uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought it was all right. I mean, I don't know if I'd play it again, but I had a good time with it at the age I was at. How about uh, you, John? Well, it's funny. It's funny, Glace, that you mentioned Animal Crossing. When I uh, got back into video games after a university hiatus, we we bought a GameCube, and and you know the, the first couple of games that I got were uh, Metroid Prime, Wind Waker, Smash Brothers, and, and Animal Crossing. And um, once Wanda and I had kind of burn through Animal Crossing and we're looking for that next thing. Uh, 
Harvest Moon was one of the ones that we went after. This, this, so it would kind of scratch that Animal Crossing itch a bit, we hoped. And um, Wanda took to it a lot more than I did. I thought it was okay, but it was it was a little bit too a little too weird for me. I don't, I don't know. I, this didn't this didn't do it for me as much as as it did for her. But she uh, but she didn't stick around with it too long either. It was it was fine, but I just was ready to move on to something a little more you know engaging, I guess. Well, it's not on Mac, so I apologize for dragging you into this discussion and bringing up your preteen years. Uh, but there is a new game called Stardew Valley. That's out on Steam. It is $14.99, which I think it's, from from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from friends of mine that are playing it, uh, it's priced about right. That is a lot like Harvest Moon. So maybe John would like to take a look at it. Uh, you may, maybe Wanda would. Any of our audience that liked Harvest Moon. I, I played Harvest Moon on a not-emulator handful of times. Uh, and the, I gotta say that I liked it, but the emulator, not emulator quality, uh, was kind of garbage. I got a bad one. <laughs> and I think it was N64. There was an N64 version, wasn't there? Maybe it was Cube. I don't I remember. Think, I think, yeah, there, I think was there was. There was. Yeah, there was N64. The one I played was GameCube. Then there was a, a GBA one. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. But anyway, uh, it's out on Steam. It's uh, created by... Yeah, there's a 64. Yeah, Concerned Ape and the publisher's Chucklefish. That is a hell of a publisher name. Why can't, why can't AAA publishers have at least amusing names? It's Activision and EA and Ubisoft. Chucklefish. It's almost like the Chuckle Hut. Um, but anyway, so I just thought, since I saw a shit ton of people I knew playing it on Steam, um, that I would tell you guys about it, because I thought Harvest Moon might be something. It's, you know, they're missing a trick by not having this, not having a Mac version. Because it's not a very... Resource intensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more polished, a little bit... Uh, is, it, is it a... Let me look at pictures of it. Is it like Hold on, I'm, I'm, shooting is it... you, I'm shooting you the Steam page in the chat. John, I think you should be able to open the U.S. store. 64 was isometric, and the GameCube one was pretty... It was 3D, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's more 3D. I, don't, I wouldn't consider that true isometric, maybe. Um, oh, this is like pixel. Oh, wow. We'll cut out the <laughs> silence. Sorry, I was trying to <laughs> silence my <laughs> keyboard and mouse. Or, um... I don't know. Could you open that, John? Sometimes the U.S. can. Yeah, no, it's uh, okay. it's playing the video there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I said, I I don't have time for it at the moment, but it's one that I have. I didn't put it on my wish list on Steam. I need to do that because I I don't use it because for hoping people will buy me shit. I use it as a remind me. <laughs> I do the same with my Amazon. It's more of a oh yeah yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, I wouldn't expect anybody to buy me anything. I just put it on there so that I get a little notification if one, if one of them goes on sale. Right, if it goes on sale or I remember, you know, like, because Agent K is all the time telling me about games that I should try. And some of them are single-player experiences or experiences we're not quite ready to have because the game's not quite ready for us. <laughs> and so, so I put them on my wish list. If they're, if they're like, you know, early access or one I want to keep tabs on or one I want to go back and play at a later date. 
And I know I'm not going to remember the name. I mean, things like Beginner's Guide and Killing Floor 2, uh, games like that that I want to play, I know I'll remember them. Or I'll be able to remember enough to, to search them in the store. But sometimes they're not easy to search. It's it's getting a lot of love. I've seen I've seen at least I want to say four to six people on my friends list playing it hmm. and talking about and, and and quite a few of my followers on Twitter talking about it and Google Plus and stuff. So I, I I'm I like simulators like that. I liked Farmville, the concept. I just didn't like being stopped. If I want to play it for twelve hours, let me play it for twelve hours, you fuckers. <laughs> you know, that kind of is what stopped me. Uh, also, in gaming news real quick, uh, Uncharted 4 has been delayed again. Of course. Naughty Dog is having an issue or two. And I kind of, as much as I don't like the whole, eh, it's a Sony exclusive, Naughty Dog's a Sony only, blah, blah, blah. I really kind of feel bad that, that, that this really appears that they're having issues. It's only been delayed till May 10th, but I wouldn't hold your breath that it doesn't get delayed again. I just hope it's a good game when it comes out. I mean, again, I I have no uh, I have no favorite in the console idiocy, so Uncharted fans getting Uncharted 4 a Thief's in works for me. Also delayed or a, uh, a game that was announced to be delayed this week, one that's more more probably uh, relevant to John and I, Mass Effect Andromeda has been delayed till early 2017. Oh. Uh, yeah, but it was only supposed to be ho- out holiday 16, so I'm not as upset about that one. Right. <laughs> um, I-, I think Bioware just wanted some time to polish it, be my guess, or they saw what was coming out, you know, this this holiday season and decided not to get caught in the fray mm-hmm. you know because i we were taught uh, i don't know if we talked about it on the show or not but they oh yeah i did bitch about it a minute or two that you know they were talking about how fast the pc version of tomb raider the latest tomb raider sold versus xbox one and you know trying to use it to say that the xbox one was failing whatever other goddamn agenda they were pushing that five minutes but the thing is is the part of the reason it didn't do so great on xbox one it's because it came out the same day or the day after Fallout 4. Uh. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, I still didn't get the Tomb Raider, the next Tomb Raider game when it came out on PC because I just don't have the time to invest in it right now. I plan to play it. I like the first. John and I yacked about it quite a bit. But mm-hmm. when it comes out against Fallout 4, what do you expect? And so for you Mass Effect fans that are panicked that because writers have been leaving and other shit that the blogs have been trumpeting like it's the fucking end times. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, I, I think it probably was something to do with, yeah, there's games coming out. There's games coming out that we don't want to get our ass kicked by, so we'll just push it back. So, Because I'm going to play it. I don't know about you, John, but I, I, the Mass Effect 3 thing, I've seen idiots going, I'm not going to play it. After what they did to Mass Effect 3, how dare they? <laughs> oh, I, I, that that wouldn't stop me from playing it. I mean, yeah, me neither. No, I mean, a, a, a new Mass Effect game might be one of those, you know, makes John get a new system kind of games. Yeah, I, it definitely won't push me into the console race. If the only thing that's going to push me into the console race is Agent K continuously 
telling me how much fun him and Stuart and another buddy is are having. <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing that's going to make me get a, any console, and it'll be a PS4. And as I've told him 57 times, it probably won't be until holiday this year, if at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, next thing. Did you guys see, Gleisner, this is more your thing. This I need your expertise in this. Okay. Did you see the, any of the news about idiots flailing out over how ugly the next Doom uh, cover art was? No. Let me look it up. Well, yeah, you look it up, and I'll talk about something else. Oh, my. Yeah, because this makes fucking zero sense to me. We'll we'll move on to another topic, Glace. You get caught up on that, and then okay, and then I'll I'll uh, I'll bring you in on this topic. What the hell? God damn it! Okay, lots of mouse clicking. Sorry, folks. If I remember, I'll do the remove noise feature <laughs> in Audacity when I'm done with the show. Okay, so the next topic is uh, Activision follows EA's lead and foregoes a booth at E3 this year. Activision noted in a blog post today that it will not have its own booth at E3 this year, the first time it has declined to have its own presence on the show floor since 2008. This could be a bit of a trend as EA announced back in January it would do the same in favor of hosting its own EA Play event the day before E3 officially begins. Activision also seems intent on participating in E3 this year, though it's yet unclear how it plans to do so. Presumably the publisher's games will take up space in its partner's booths and press events. So probably Sony because they slurped up COD and four people gave a fuck about it. We're going to be at E3 showcasing gameplay from Infinity Ward's ambitious new game. Reads an excerpt of the aforementioned blog post. We're looking forward to sharing exciting new details about the next great Call of Duty game. Because nothing says beating a dead horse in in partnership with our friends at PlayStation. Blah, blah, blah. I, I have a specific question for you, John, and then if the artiste is able, I'll ask him the same question. Are we supposed to believe that Infinity Ward's working on a different game? Or is this going to be the old bait-and-switch routine where it's a, an entire game with Call of Duty Zombies or something stupid where it's some derivative mess from from what I said there? John? Oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were talking to Glees. No, sorry. I meant you. I said you and then the artiste, if he's ready. My oh, okay, okay. So no. I may owe you an apology once I listen to playback. That's what I meant to say. God fucking knows what came out of my mouth. <laughs> you said the artiste. I assume you meant you were talking to Glees first about it. Okay. Yeah, because you and I can only draw stick figures. Yeah, there's only one, probably only one artiste on this show, if you might guess. Anyway, so anyway, do you no, think that's two separate no. games? And that we might get something new from what's left of Infinity Ward. No, I'm never going to let anybody forget that because the best minds went to respawn and made the mm-hmm. same game over again. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. But I mean, I mean, I, I would like to see, you know, publishers putting out more games. Like if they have, if they have the resources to do it. But do I really think it is a new game? I, I doubt it. Unless it's an, unless it's a small downloadable title or something, rather than um. Uh, you know, a big triple A. Yeah, because they're all taking turns. It's it's Infinity Ward gets a turn at finishing off COD. It's basically yep. like studio roulette. Who finally kills off the franchise? 
Infinity Ward, <laughs> the one I always like to make fun of, Treyarch, and then who's the third one now? They bought up another studio that did... Oh, yeah, there is another one. Um... I, I, Visceral's popping in my head, but they're EA. Who yeah. the hell... Hold on, I'll look up Call of Duty. Uh, but, you know, so I guess Infinity Ward could have enough time to... Um, let's see. Yeah, no, they're only saying... Treyarch and Infinity Ward on that. Let me go to the Wikipedia. But, so I guess they could have enough time to get it. Um, Sledgehammer Games. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sledgehammer. So, I mean, they got three studios working on it. And I think Sledgehammer did one of the ones that didn't do very well. Oh, no. They did Modern Warfare 3. And they did Advanced Warfare. They put their game mm. rankings percentage on there. Yeah, let's go on. Let's go on sales alone, idiots. I like how Sledgehammer's only listed as when did they come into when did they come into existence? Oh, founded in two thousand nine. Now wait a minute. I thought these guys, huh? I could have swore they were around before that. Why do I feel an Activision <laughs> an Activision re retro? What the hell is that term in comic books? Retconned. Retconned. <laughs> this feels retconned. Um, so I guess we could get a new game from Treyarch. I don't know. Infinity, Infinity Ward, right? Yeah, God damn it. Yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thank you for saving my ass. Our but I, but, but I think, I think a, a smaller downloadable title or something like, something like that is more likely than another full-on AAA game. You know what I mean? I I I tend to think you're right. I I tend I, or I'd say that's that's a a good speculation, given given how Activision operates. Artiste, do you think we're gonna get an entirely new game from Infinity Ward, or is this some monkey monkey bait and switch that it's just gonna be more Call of Duty? Well, I was, I was still looking at the Doom stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Can't listen. So I, I went down a rabbit hole there. Can't uh, listen there. and critique art at the same damn time. Well, I think it was like, here's some alternate versions people came up with. And I was like, oh, wow. And so there was like 12 versions I was looking at. All right, we'll get to that in a second. Because <laughs> I'm going to really show my ignorant hillbilly side with this that whole fucking thing. I've been wanting to tee off on it in three weeks. And just thought it was so damn stupid that I couldn't find, I couldn't find enough energy to work on it. But something gave me enough energy, energy to yap about it on the show. Basically, what they're saying is they're not going to be at E3. Infinity Ward's going to showcase some new game plus the latest installment in Call of Duty. My question is, was to John while you were critiquing, was is this a bait and switch and Infinity Ward really isn't making anything new? Or is it actually going to be two games, a Call of Duty by one of the other seven studios? <laughs> or, or, or are they just going to make a little downloadable title like John was saying? Glaze. Oh, what? oh my gosh! I'm still looking at them. I Stop looking at the fucking. <laughs> That's this is the last time I try that. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Glacinator, the part of Something about Call of Duty, uh, Infinity Ward. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> 
John, you get bonus points for paying attention. Okay, so we're never trying to switch midstream from one topic to another again. That We are incapable of it, apparently. All right, so bottom line is it's possible that Treyarch or oh, Infinity Ward could be announcing some brave new franchise. I think it's either going to be very similar to Call of Duty because Activision doesn't know how to do anything else, or it's just going to be a bait-and-switch Call of Duty game. Back to the topic of the Doom box art. Before we get to Glacinator, because it's obvious we're not getting anything else out of him during the show if we don't do this now. John, did you see anything on it? No. Okay, here's the basic rundown. Doom is getting a new installment. Why, I don't know. <laughs> and don't care. I'm done with arena shooters. Been done with them for a long time. Um, <laughs> second, it looked kind of like a newer take on the original Doom box art, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was all that spectacular, but I was. But my thinking was when I saw it with the little snarky, sarcastic, oh, this is so horrible. It was probably from Cold Taku or Destructoid, because Destructoid's sadly going similar places these days. And I went, eh, it's fucking box art. How often do you pay attention to the box art? Especially given that we mostly buy digital copies these days. Fast forward a week, and this became a thing only because we exist on the internet. That how dare they make such horrid box art for such a franchise as Doom, blah, blah, blah. Comparing it to others, I saw some of the faptacular ode to never touching a woman and never will fan art that was supposedly better. One or two of them was. So that's where we're at with this. What finally made me want to talk about it is not only was this a thing, but apparently the Bioshock Infinite cover was also hideous and ugly. You remember that? The dude with Booker standing there with the flag in the background burning? Yeah. I kind of remember. Yeah. Was that hideous to you? How did... Not, I don't think so. It was... Hmm. Let me look at that again. Yes, you look at that. Oh yeah, with the with the big with the gun over his shoulder and stuff. You mean? Yeah. What what the fuck's? I mean, yeah, it's it's obviously not going to be in the Louvre anytime soon. Might be in the Louvre. <laughs> but the, the fuck? That was that was fine. Christ. Okay. So this is this is why I finally have had enough of this fucking bullshit with box art. Glacinator, explain yes. to me. Because apparently I'm too stupid and ignorant to get it. Why the internet threw such a tantrum, or at least parts of the internet, about the fucking dumb Doom box art? Oh uh, well, I mean, did you? Are you looking at the right Doom box art? That's the yes, yellow one. Yes, the, the yellow, original. You... Yes, or, or the the latest one. I saw it two or three times. I'm looking it up now to show John. The one that they only want to change with the yellow background. Yes. You, oh, I, I don't like it at all. I understand. And this, that's the most boring-looking box art. I mean, you, you don't get any context for what the game is besides it's a shooter. I mean, there's no creatures. There's no... I mean, I mean, you have the Doom font, I know, which is cool. I like the Doom font. That's pretty iconic. But, I mean, the guy behind him is so generic. There's nothing on him that says Doom to me. Uh, I mean, the, the article I'm on, they have some examples of, of some shoot. similar box art. I mean, they have like Assassin's Creed. Shoot me a shoot me a link of just a picture. The fucking internet has made so many memes about this. I refuse to go through this fucking Google image disaster area. 
so John yeah. can see it. All right, here, here. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty bad. I mean, it's not bad in that it's like badly done, but in terms of, you know, showing off what the game can be, it's pretty bad. It's just, I don't know. What the fuck? Okay. 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 Mm. The internet has finally, Angelicinator has finally broken me. It's fucking Doom! It's fucking the original. Cool. Bo- the original box art was cool. It has like all those things behind the guy, and he's Are like. Are you kidding soldier. me? That box art's hideous. It's 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 retro now. It's garbage. That, that it's the same generic shit. It's, as an, the it's other an aesthetic. One. It's an aesthetic. Yeah, it's garbage, but people still enjoy garbage aesthetic. I mean, that's why eighty style comes back. And whatnot. It's the same. Oh, don't even get me started on those pricks thinking they're making massive hordes of money off eight bit pixel art that they stole and then fucking reprocessed in Photoshop. That even a four year old like, look, look at this one. Look at this one. I thought this one was a good uh, response to that. Man. Oh, okay. So now it's Diablo. That's what that looks like. That looks like Diablo four. Too much red and yellow. Way too much. <laughs> I, I like it. I don't know. I, I really don't like the first one. I mean, it's it, it almost looks like Crisis to me. Uh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's where the memes are getting it right. No. What I... They were throwing a tantrum. The ones I saw were throwing a tantrum about the same thing that you're saying, that there's there's no style to it like the original. Uh, where, where are the enemies? Where are this and that? How the fuck did Master Chief end up in the Doom franchise? <laughs> that was my original. Yeah. Looks, no, he looks like an ODST guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the ODST helmet. You know, it, it. The cool stuff on this on this box art is like he's sort of charred on one side, you know. But you you can barely even see that. You know, it's he's like he's like slashed on the stomach and stuff. Here, here, here's my issue. I'm gonna say it one more time. It's doom. You run around, you shoot fucking alien creatures, just like you have the last forty-seven fucking editions of Doom. That's why I don't. See oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this having bad box art doesn't mean the game is bad, you know. But it it's still means that it's thing. It shouldn't have clogged up my newsfeed for five solid fucking days. If this I mean, was, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear about it. So, oh well, you guys should be lucky, but you guys don't have your head buried in the. Fucking blogs like I do to do this. It it should not be. I get uh, I get now why it's seen as bad, but this was such a waste of time, given how fucking hideous and pointless the original box art was. But you have clued me in at least a why, because see, you have you have a a an eye for good and bad in art, and you can articulate it. Everybody else is just doing fucking memes and cats hanging from trees. That doesn't explain fuck all to me. At least I understand why. I still am coming away from this whole mess thinking this is the dumbest goddamn thing ever. And it should have never been a thing. The internet wants to know why I don't take them seriously when they actually outrage about things that are important. This would be a perfect example of why I don't. Because it's it, it's so irrelevant to anything. I mean, the original was garbage. Yeah, but I mean, it was still interesting. Things that are garbage can still be interesting. It shows some random generic alien they probably pulled out of a clip art fucking pack, given when that was taken, or given when that was created. I'm going to get an email from one or two people telling me the artist that made it and how long they worked on it. Um I mean, that's the thing. It's it's not badly drawn or anything. There's nothing wrong with it visually. It's just in terms of it representing the game. 
it represents the game as good. You, you know what it. You know what I honestly believe it is, John. Uh, let, me, let me let me let me let me ask or let me say this and see what you think. Mm-hmm. It's because the other one is retro and retro is cool, and they dared to make Doom look modern. That to me is what this is really all. No, but I know I agree. I think that's a, that's a large part of it. Does that does that sound right to you too, John? That 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 even though the original is hideous and really doesn't tell you what the game is other than the dude shooting aliens in the face with green armor mm-hmm. on, <laughs> it it has more to do with the modernization of Doom. Yeah, I mean, it has to do with. Well, first let me clarify my point. Uh, I. I don't know if it's bad, but I think I think it's fairly generic. The the, the that new one, the old one that that Glace, um put in the chat there, it's yeah, it's more it is more retro. I can see why it would appeal to a lot more people. Um, no, no, that's think... not that's not one of the original. That's not the original. Hold on here, here's the original. That's the original. Computers ran. Uh, my video card has more memory than computers did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So the 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 the, the new the version you know the updated version of that, I can see why that would have more appeal, because it, at, at least it carries some of the same flavor. The other one does look like an ODST guy and or Metroid guy or Crisis guy. I mean the the similarity the the similarities are not are not. Uh, Unavoidable. Like it, this is going to get me in a massive amount of trouble. Possibly. Well, I, I, I'll go but, ahead. But, but just to finish my point, like I cannot. I, I which which one I prefer. I don't really give two shits about Doom anyway. But the I can understand why people would like the one that Glace put up with the with, with all the reds and yellows, which is a little bit eye eye numbing. But it's but it's still. Uh, I can see why people would like the retro feel. Well, that's, I mean, you know, the people that hate this box art are going to hate the game. Because I guarantee you it's been modernized too. This to me is is as stupid and pointless as the change in Dante's hair and fucking, um, god damn it. Oh, the fuck's that franchise that everybody had a tantrum when Team Ninja redid it? I can't remember. Huh? Metroid one, you mean? No, 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 no. They've been up shit creek twice. They got tasked with redoing Devil May Cry. This is oh, pointless yeah. as stupid as people flipping out over Dante's hair color and Devil May the Devil May Cry reboot, and it's as pointless and stupid as the Sonic leg length issue thing. To me, it has everything to do with the fact that it's not retro. And that the the point I was going to make before I fucked up and cut you off for the four thousand time, John was. I'm sorry, but from Master Chief to Crisis to everything, they're all generic space dudes. It's space dude number two. I, I mean, it's just all... What made Chief iconic is what he did, not what he looked like. And so, yeah, it, it just tells me that I definitely missed the boat on some things. And that's really what I wanted to know. Because honestly, at the end of the day, I don't care if you hate it or don't, but the blogs need to get a fucking life. This well, is a uh, one-day thing at most. That 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 point, I do agree that people don't need to get that, that upset over this. I, it's not that big a deal. I agree with you 100 percent on that. Did you find any others, Glace, that you liked besides this red one? Uh, yeah. Have, here, I, throw I up one more. Okay, let me go back to the other site. Yeah, I mean, 
this is my main thing. It doesn't really, I don't know. You just look at it, it's like, oh yeah, that's box art, you know. I mean, there's, there's no problem with it with having that opinion about it. It's just, it just should never be a thing. As an as as an industry, from media on up to the fucking corporate goons that are screwing us over with five and ten buck DLC, we just focus on the wrong things. And I'm not make, I'm not making it up. I, I I have no reason, and and just it takes too much energy to lie about shit like that. I saw this crap for four or five days solid. Couldn't believe that this was a thing. And I think the other thing too, John, with it not being, or guys with it not being retro, is what galls me about it more this time. In addition to the fact that I don't get it when it comes to some of the stuff, and Glacier pointed that out eloquently about what's wrong, as did you, John, about what's wrong with this box art, quote unquote. We're in a digital age now. I haven't had a physical copy in my hands in since since Diablo three. <laughs> so. You're really losing me on the box art argument double above my ignorance about what's good and bad about art. <laughs> You're losing me double because I, the art's the last damn thing I look at when I'm buying everything digitally. I mean, fair point, but I mean, you still have people that like buying physical, like me, you know. Right, no, I understand that, and fair enough, but, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I, I get that and I'm fine with that. But um, even when I bought physical, I don't care. Could come in a brown paper wrapper for all I give a shit, <laughs> as long as it's got what. I... Okay, so it's been here. I, I can send you one that's worse. <laughs> oh, that's worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Send us the one that's worse. Yeah. It's been. Can you can you believe? Oh, it's from GameSpot. <sighs> this might be the first time I'm ever going to say this in the presence of Glacinator, and it'll be interesting to see if he agrees or not. I'm pretty sure I could have done better than that in Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like a cow skull stencil. I know where he stole Drag that. down the text at the bottom. <sighs> I have let's, got... Let's Google some Full Metal Alchemist <laughs> on the left there. Tint it red. <laughs> let's put some hue saturation on that Photoshop layer. Yeah. Oh, I have to do a background. Just fill that in with some black. The eyeballs, the eyeballs are... He drew in the eyeballs because one of them's a little bit wonkier than the other. He didn't even clone. I think those are two hand-drawn fucking red dots. That right one looks funky. It looks like... The, I know that because... Don't ever attempt to draw two perfect circles if you are if you don't have the Cintiq tablet glacinator does. <laughs> um, don't ever attempt to draw two eyeballs. Use the clone tool or use the copy and paste function. Use whatever you gotta use because you're never gonna get it right. <laughs> Hey, that you guys told me what I want to know. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong in this outside of the this should not be a five-day thing. This should be a one-and-done type outrage. Uh, I'm just saying that it that uh, I just don't get it. And it just makes, it, it doubly pisses me off. I'm actually kind of happy that I made it three weeks from the original schmuzzle. Before something finally drove me over the edge. Because by the Bioshock box art, look at that sometime, Glacinator. I re they really don't make any sense to me with that. Other than maybe it's the fact that the American flag there shows up in the background. Let me look. Uh, yeah, you look at that and then we'll, we'll... You got any final things, John? Otherwise, we'll move on to, to the next thing I was thinking about talking about. 
No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, from Games Radar. And it's 57. Oh, no, no ads today. Wow, GR. That's amazing. No ads in the middle of the pain. Uh, in the middle of the uh, post. Last November, Games Radar reported that Sony was working on a remote play app update for PS4, which would enable you to play console favorites such as Bloodborne, The Last of Us Remastered, and The Order 1866, in parentheses, lulls. Yeah, that should that, that parentheses with L-U-L-Z should have been next to The Last of Us Remastered, too. On PC and Mac. And today, the publishers confirmed it's intimate. We're bringing PS4 remote play to Windows, PC, and Mac. You can look forward to it soon. It confirms on the, on the PlayStation blog. How imminent? Hard to pinpoint. If we're entirely honest, PC and Mac remote play will f- will form part of the PlayStation 4 update version 3.50, co-named Mush... Uh, forget it. Masusi? <laughs> A beta for which opens tomorrow. The catch being the remote play, although definitely coming, is not part of the beta. Features that will be available for those who signed up for the beta test, testing ahead of 3.5's proper deployment, including notifications of when a friend comes online, the ability to appear offline while remaining signed into PSN, and functionality to schedule events with a friend in a party. Live streaming to Daily Motion also forms Daily Motion still a thing, part of the <laughs> 3.50 update, but like Remote Play does not currently feature in the beta plans. Why do I get, you know, I'm, we're walking towards the point where this cross-play and remote play uh, terminology is going to need to fuck off. Because why do I get this sneaking suspicion that the remote play app for Mac and PC is just going to consist of the friends list and being able to sign into PSN and not a fuck a lot else for a long time to come? John, either mm-hmm. agree or convince me that Sony's actually going to make this a thing that you can play your games on PC and Mac. Yeah, I tend to agree, actually. So you don't see any avenue to play devil's advocate that this will be... Because Microsoft's attempting to do the same thing, but just with mm-hmm. Windows 10. Yeah. This seems so gimmicky, doesn't it? I... <laughs> yes, it does. We'll get to that in a second. Glacinator. First, give us your thoughts on the box box art, because I know that's what you're looking at. Uh, yeah, the one with the guy in front of the flag. Yeah, I, don't really, the... I don't really like that one either that much. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> on that one, you're a fucking Philistine. There's not, not a damn thing wrong with that. That one I'll fight you on. The other one you're right about. <laughs> There's a cool one, though, where it's like they're both falling, you know, where he's trying to catch her, and it has the city in the background. Well, that's the other thing. There was like 47 different ones. I like that one. That, that, one that, that appeared in various formats, digital, retail, yada, yada. That's the one that just happened up on the end of the car. You know, if, in fact, you know what? Fuck it. Publishers, here's what you do. You just, Call me. No. I, I, I will advise you. <laughs> no. As much as I'd like to see him getting a high-paying, get, getting, get a high-paying job. No, just start putting them out in brown paper wrappers. Just with video game written on it in Sharpie. Do you, do you remember beer, John? You probably didn't have it in Canada because you guys are... That would, that would probably sell really well, ironically. Hipsters, like... Do I remember what? We had this thing in the U.S. when I was a little tiny kid. It was just a white can. It was a generic beer. It just said B-E-E-R <laughs> on it. No. Look it up sometime. I didn't think... It, yeah, the Canadians have much better taste than us Americans. I already knew that. 
but they did. And I distinctly remember my grandfather and father drinking it. I have no clue. I was obviously too young. I have no clue what it tasted like. Probably not very good would be my guess. (laughs) But that's what I think back to, to just putting shit out there generically because nobody's ever happy with, 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 uh, a publisher's choices. I, I think part of the schmazzle, I know why Glace likes the falling one better. And I do like that one. I think, you know, there was kind of a, a, an attempt at a baby controversy about this being propaganda and too a little bit too too much like thirties and forties propaganda and recruitment posters and all of that crap. I think that's where the box art thing kind of went with Bioshock, but to see people still bringing it up is ridiculous. Okay, enough of the fucking art shit. Glacinator. <laughs> Do you think so? you play Devil's Advocate? Do you think it's going to be possible that you'll be able to play PS4 games on your Mac, given all if you have all the right? Uh, based on all the lovely Vita support that has happened over the past three years, uh, I'm going to go with a hundred percent no. <laughs> <laughs> I forget sometimes that you are one of the forgotten Vita owners. Did you know that they stopped native uh, native support? For, yes, I for did. PSP. Oh, oh, for PSP. Yeah, not Vita. That'll be next week. I thought that already happened. That's see, that's how bad it is. I already. I don't think. think I don't think Sony remembers <laughs> they made the Vita. They're still doing stuff with the PSP because they forgot they actually released the Vita. You know, for those of you that are fans of Sony and and think we're too hard on them when we talk about their their FAP helmet, uh, and will they support it? Their own history argues against them. We have a disgruntled Vita owner on here. We've, we know plenty of people who bought Move for it to go absolutely nowhere. It don't move. It just sits on a shelf next to other shit that you don't use anymore. <laughs> you know, so Sony's own track record kind of argues against them supporting stuff. Yeah, I, I just... <clears throat> what You were saying gimmicky, John? Mm-hmm. Microsoft in, integrating to Win 10, and we're about to get more into that here in a minute, uh, makes more sense because they're the platform holder of both. You know, they control both platforms. So integrating, allowing cross-play. But, you know, what, what, what kind of specs will it take for you to stream these games to your PC? You know, it all comes down to that thing again of, aren't I just better playing it on my Sony PlayStation than I am... Having a PC that can run it whole nine yards. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm still not sure what the actual point of it is. Do you? I mean, what? It's one thing, for, you know, my computer might my have a might have a small monitor that I want to stream up from my computer to my TV, like with that Steam, uh, Steam. video thing. Steam. Was that? That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to play PS4 games from across the room. Back to my or across the house, back to my TV or my computer. Sorry, I'm not sure. Do I want to do? Would I want to do that? Maybe. I don't know. I I could never see myself doing it because, like, Glacinator, you remember all the nights we played the Call of Duties and other things on on 360. Mm-hmm. And a lot of nights, if we had a question about something, I looked it up. And you know why I looked it up? Because I have two monitors. The one that you guys is lovely. Avatars is currently on. Usually had the 360 with an HDMI on it, and my PC was on with a window open for Facebook, Twitter, and all that sh- and other shit. 
So it's just like, I when I'm playing on a console, I'm going to play on the damn console. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they don't bleed across to me. Which, yeah, I who knows? And honestly, we don't know what the full features of remote play are because these people are being so vague and so, uh, you know, they just they're going to keep speculating until GDC or E3, whichever they decide to do. You know, because everybody's got to win the press conferences. And Sony is more hell-bent to win the press conferences because they think it won them the console war when Microsoft tied its own shoelaces together and then proceeded to fall off the balcony of a fifth five-story building. <laughs> you know? Which leads us to Microsoft news for this week The the uh, that I find kind of interesting, yet again, John's word of gimmicky also rang in my head when I ran, read this. Microsoft plans to upgrade Xbox One hardware, unify PC and console platforms. These moves are part of a larger strategy that Xbox head Phil Spencer explained at a press event last week. Last week, Microsoft held its annual Xbox Spring Showcase, an event that normally puts the spotlight on a few upcoming game releases. This time, though, Xbox head Phil Spencer used the event to outline his vision for the future of the Xbox brand. And depending on how you interpret what he said, at least they were honest and put that sentence in there, could telegraph a pretty drastic shift. At the heart of Spencer's plan for Xbox One is an effort to unify the console with Windows 10. I'm going to add right there, this is me editing, Windows 10 and beyond, because we know how the OS shelf life is. It's it's less than a console cycle usually, given depending on how the user base goes. Both literally and figuratively, games created on recently published or recently debuted, excuse me, Universal Windows platform will work across Xbox One, Windows 10, and Windows-based smartphones and tablets. That means that the developers should have a much time, easier time. Oh, I hate this word. Porting Xbox One games directly to PC, more like porting them from the PCs they designed them on to Xbox One. These games can be easily taken advantage of features like cross-play and cross-save. Unfortunately, things are off to a bit of a rocky start as Gears of War Ultimate Edition released on PC only to run headfirst into a mess of issues with AMD graphics cards. It's a pretty common problem sometimes with either AMD or NVIDIA. So I I would kind of take that portion of the story with a grain of salt. That's only part of the reason to be concerned, though. The recent Rise of the Tomb Raider PC release revealed that the game released on Windows Store, which will include all Universal Windows platform games, has some pretty f- severe restrictions on them, including forced V-Sync and borderless full-screen mode, locked FPS settings, and the in- inability to create mods. Microsoft's Mike Yerba has confirmed that Microsoft is aware of these issues and is working to address them, a claim that is reiterated that was reiterated to Jeff Gertzman during Spring Showcase. We'll be able to judge how troublesome these restrictions are soon. Quantum Break's releasing. Uh, Beyond just releasing games on both platforms, Spencer also indicated interest in taking a PC-like approach to the hardware side of Xbox platform. During his statement to the press, he spoke about wanting to bring the tech-driven innovation seen in PC and mobile markets back to consoles. Uh, I'm guessing this is all a quote since it was in bold. On PC and mobile, you get a continuous innovation that you rarely see on consoles. Consoles lock the hardware and software platforms together at the beginning of the generation, then you ride the generation out for seven years or so, while other ecosystems are getting better, faster, stronger. Now, said Spencer, 
Microsoft plans on decoupling the Xbox as a software platform from the hardware it first shipped with. It's not exactly clear what he means yet, and a statement provided to Polygon, Spencer explained he wasn't ready to give specifics, but he was committed to bringing the capability of hardware iteration to consoles. In other words, the hardware will approve, but it will still be Xbox One. Yada, yada, yada. And there's a whole bunch of other crap here. I'm going to boil this down for you. And for you console uh, con- console lovers who don't like tinkering, this could be bad news, and this could blow up in Microsoft's face. What Phil Spencer is talking about, in my words, my speculation on this is, is basically turning the Xbox One into a Steam machine. A baby console, or a baby PC that goes in your living room will still have limitations over what a $2,000 gaming rig, dedicated gaming rig can do, but it's something that you could upgrade yourself, most likely with Microsoft-approved parts. That is what I read out of all of that. Mm. That MS is thinking that we could ride a generation much longer if we offer upgrades, if we start to tinker with the Xbox the same way people do with PCs, and go from there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they're if, if if that's the case, then then they're talking about potentially depending on the software title, dividing their audience maybe. Where would, would they would they dare go to go so far as to say I have game X that can only run if I have an Xbox with a Type One mega processor that you can buy separately for two ninety nine or some crap like that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm seeing. And it's going to alienate the user base if they do that. And it's going to fail miserably. But I see why they're thinking about doing it. They're thinking about doing it because they they started as a PC company. (laughs) Working on machines that get upgraded every couple, three years. Whether, you know, your needs for them. When you first started talking, uh, or when you were going through that, at first, my, my first thought went to like the iPhoneification of the of of the Xbox line, where you have you know they're all iPhones, but you can buy the next one up. It's not necessarily Xbox Two. It's you know iPhone Xbox One version two. You know what I mean? Like it has a better processor, has a better whatever, but like your old one can run some things, but not as well if you bought the newest version. Yeah, they kind of say that it's a part I skip because I just. I was reading way too long. They, 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 uh, Polygon speculates on, or excuse me, Giant Bomb, my bad, uh, speculates on that, that, um, it'd be kind of like Apple's iPad or high end closed box PC, where we'll just see a new Xbox One console every few years with improved tech inside mm. instead of you being able to tinker with it. I don't know, Glaze, what's your takeaway? From the article or from from my thoughts that maybe they're thinking about letting people monkey with Xboxes and eventually you'll have to have more memory, more this, more that if you want to play the next next new game. Yeah, I mean, add-ons and accessories are where the money's at. I mean, you can look at that at a lesser, lesser extent with how well Amiibo is doing uh, with Nintendo. I mean, the more parts and pieces you can get a person to buy, I mean, that's more money that's going straight to you. You know, so if you can make, I wouldn't call it artificial scarcity whatever term that is to make it harder to mod or tinker with it you know that does end up making more money for them down the line if you have to buy specific parts from them they have no chance if they make it them only 
No, I, mean, I, I agree. I'm just saying that's that's the reasoning behind it. Right, but but what I was going to say also is that so they would have to make it more like a PC. But the problem they have there is they're better off to make it more like Apple's iPad or, or the iPhone or Samsung with the Galaxy where one comes out every year with slightly better specs. You know, I'm getting a new phone through work. I'm so happy about this because of the way they've changed plans here in the U.S. I swore I wasn't getting a phone until mine died, and then a chance for a cheaper overall plan for work came along, so I'm getting a new phone. <laughs> and it's like, I'm look, I am looked at the one I'm getting, and I'm like, oh, that fucking thing won't even fit in my goddamn pocket. I, I could care less how much better the camera is than my current one, how much better. It's just like, that fucking thing ain't fitting in my pocket comfortably. <laughs> That's, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because I don't play that many mobile games. So having a new phone every year, every two years doesn't matter to me. I don't know, Glace, which do you think is more likely? The Apple slash mobile phone or smartphone style iteration or the Tinker parts and pieces approach? I mean, I think it depends what type of person you are. No, 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 no. Which do you think? Which direction do you think is more plausible that Microsoft goes? Is what I meant. Sorry. I, I, I feel like it's going to be more app centric. More? How do you? Well, how do you mean more app centric? Uh, that doesn't uh, make any closed, sense. Closed, closed, like Apple, closed system, not tinker or oriented. Oh, okay. How about you, John? Yeah, uh, I, 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 I just can't see walking into my local Best Buy and and. In the Xbox aisle, there being you know a shelf of optional RAM and optional you know this and that to upgrade my experience. I, I, I mean, I don't think they, they dare go so far as to have you know plug and play little things that you're going to slip in and out and in, in mass quantities that people may or may not buy or just leave on the shelf to die. And it there's too much there's too much on the on the shelf to have. So I I think it's more I think it's the the iPadification. Root of, of having this having a slightly bumped up version every year or every second year or whatever it is. I generally think you guys are right. The reason I will not fully go into that camp is because of Phil Spencer. That dude <laughs> has a vision and he has turned the Xbox One around. Yes, it's not a complete turnaround because they're not beating Sony and they didn't sell 50 million consoles. No. Given what happened with the announcement of the Xbox One, Phil Spencer, even you fucking haters and biters out there have got to just recognize he has turned that console around. He ditched Connect, which I didn't, still don't think was the best plan ever. He turned it back into a gaming console. He let Sony talk about how they're releasing entertainment apps and this, that, and the other thing, and Microsoft does it too. They just don't say shit about it. Um... You know, you think uh, you think you think you know acknowledging possible hardware uh, improvements on the same generation is sort of a nod toward um, the VR stuff or or the, the the what is it Microsoft Glass or what's it called the smart the smart glass Hololens? You think like like they'll have a version a version of the Xbox One that has a, a better internal you know capability so that it can do Hololens better. Well, here's the funny thing. HoloLens's dev kit 
was announced or leaked, it's a it's a three grand dev kit because it's an actual real dev kit, not <laughs> you know. It still amazed me that people didn't bitch as much about Facebookulus's dev kits because they were really bare bones mm-hmm. and very I won't say limited, but you know, some of the uh, media that bought them regretted it because it required a little bit more know-how than they had. And then they had to admit that they didn't have, they weren't super nerds. Um, You know, and of course people overlooked the price because it's a dev kit and they released uh, one of the things they released with it for devs to monkey around with was conquer. And so a lot of the snooty, just buried in VR, VR is the future media, was like, oh yeah, you want to be taken seriously, and you release something with a smoking, a squirrel smoking a cigarette, and and that, I'm paraphrasing, but that came from Ben Kachura, who loved the guy to death, loved his writing. I, we talked about an article he did about Steam refunds a couple weeks ago, but when it comes to BR, he's fallen so far down the rabbit hole, I'm done taking him seriously. <laughs> you know, and he may be proven right in the end, but he's just gone way too far under the fan train for BR. But you you have a very valid point, John, about VR. But here's the scenario I'm going to give you guys. I, uh, I took a second look at this, uh, or, th- or thought about it while you guys were talking on various things. Right now, if you go to buy a PC... Right, you're just gonna buy a PC like we like. <laughs> I was basically screaming at Glacinator last week. No tinkering, no touching, inappropriate or otherwise. You just go to this place, you buy it, it runs things. You have three choices, and it essentially comes down to processor. And I'm only gonna use Intel here. Sorry, AMD fans, which you're like Linux people, get over it. You have an i3 processor. That's bottom end. You're basically gonna read email, play Facebook games. You know, low-end stuff. You have an i5 processor, which, middle of the road, plays a lot of video games, but some of the higher-end, really pretty video games ain't going to look so pretty, <laughs> depending on the video card, yada, yada. Then you have an i7, the basically going to cost you anywhere between 1000 to $2,000, and that's usually the processor that's associated with most high-end, high-horsepower gaming rigs. I could see Microsoft releasing three versions of the Xbox One with three different price points. And at the same time, using the iPad slash mobile or uh, slash mobile phone approach only a little longer time frame. So you have the very bottom Xbox One that will run all the games. That's where it will slightly differ from PC, but it doesn't have a lot of horsepower. You may notice some performance issues. Then you have the middle one, it's the middle. And then you have the top end, top of the line Xbox One that'll set fire to things and make the red ring of death look like a dream come true, probably given how consoles go. So that's another scenario I could see them doing, giving three choices. And then every couple, three years as the processor technology increase, it gets better, they do it again. And maybe you could change out a hard drive on it. Maybe you could add a hard drive to it, you know something along those lines, you know, because I mean, you think about it, Sony, uh, you know, we've talked about Sony's probably going to have to release an external processing box with their VRs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's just, maybe it's just a bit of laying the groundwork, right? I mean, uh, let me ask you something. If they did that, okay. 
if they did if they did what I'm talking about and released three levels from you know not so great to super great and super great costs like five hundred bucks. Okay, we'll we'll go sure. with what its original announced price is. The next one down three fifty. The bottom one like one ninety nine two fifty. Would you would either of you if you wanted to do nothing but game on a console even consider the other two options or would you just save your pesos and get the top end one? Johnson, you can go first. Mm-hmm. For a, for a home console on my, on my TV, I'd probably it would it would kind of depend on how much how many games I'm limited on and what game, what titles are out. So there are a few more variables that I, I would consider. But um, if I was going to miss out on key gaming experiences that I want to have, I'd I would save the pesos. Glacier, how about you? I don't know. <laughs> sorry. That, no, no, that's actually sorry. I was muted and wasn't fast enough because I wasn't expecting that answer. That's probably the most honest answer to give because the way I look at it is like, okay, let's say that's this generation right now where more people I know are playing more often on PlayStation 4, right? So let's say we got Sony with just the PlayStation 4, and then we got MS with three different versions of Xbox One. I buy a PlayStation 4, play with Agent K and his merry band of friends, and yada, yada, yada. And then a year or so later, I want to get an Xbox for a couple games, but I only need the middle of the road one, you know, and I find it on sale. I then, then it gives me more options. I'd buy the middle of the road one, you know. But honestly, until put in the exact situation, I'm kind of like Glacinator. I don't. I, I truly don't know what I do. And and my fear is if I didn't know what I do, I'd probably do nothing. You know, just keep puttering around on what you got. Yeah. Well, here I am in this generation. I don't know which one <laughs> because I've I've got investment in both brands or whatever, and but they don't. But they haven't got. Uh, the stuff that's going to make this push me over the edge yet. I think to me, it's the signal that while the ever present doom and gloom, this is the last generation of consoles is always horseshit. This may be one of the signs that it's going to wrap up sooner than we think. That it's going to kind of become an amalgamation, you know, of plat of platforms. Mm-hmm. Part of me, part of me thinks it won't. The reason it won't happen sooner is because the number of people who are like you and Glacinator and don't want to tinker with a PC, a PPC, a PC, <laughs> vastly, 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 vastly outnumber the people like me who are willing to. You know, but hardcore PC gamers hate admitting that, but it's true. If you think about our group of friends amongst the Wonderpod Online crew, right? Just, just, just that whole group, past, present, whatever. I'm the only PC gamer in that group, really. Maybe that one dude. Uh, what the fuck was his name? What is his name? Oh God damn it! I can only think. I can't think of it. Uh, William Aguero, Separoth. The he really wasn't around a ton, but he was kind of part of the the crew last last time when we were on consoles. I know he games a little bit on PC. I know Gunsage does a little bit, but not doesn't work on them to the extent that that I do or I'm willing to. So that's one out of what, maybe a dozen people? That's your average right there (laughs) for hardcore PC gaming as far as willing to work on stuff. Mm -hmm. Or take the time to, or be like Agent K, take the time to do the research and then go down to a shop and tell them do the thing with the thing and it better do what I want. It better have this, that, and the other thing with the thing. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. because he's got a damn good rig. 
he couldn't tell you what half of it does because it's just not his thing. You know, that is the other side of the coin, Glaze. There's a lot of hardcore PC gamers who never touch the insides of their rig. He changed the video card. He was pretty happy with himself about that. <laughs> you know, and granted, he's a level, you know, he's a designer. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't know what it does. He just calls IT when it breaks. <laughs> and he's admitted that. I am not throwing him under the bus. He has fully admitted that to me on many occasions. <laughs> I mean, he know he can tinker and does with a lot of software stuff, which is also the other side of you know PC gaming. But I I, I don't um, I don't know. Do you do, let Let's end the show on that. Glacinator, do you think there will ever be a homogenization of gaming? Will there ever be just one platform that we all play on? Within the next, let's give it like twenty years. Within the 20 next years. twenty years, I, I don't. I don't think in twenty years, no, because I mean, I don't see Nintendo stop being Nintendo in twenty years. If if they were all to fall, consoles and stuff, I think Nintendo would be the last to get out of that race. Yeah, but we're all play devil's advocate a little bit. If they were the only ones left standing, I would say that's a splitting hairs. It's still multi-platform. You see what I'm saying? Because they've kind of fallen off the map so hard at this point that I'd be hard-pressed to say that that's not <laughs> full homogenization if Sony, mm -hmm. MS, and, and, and everybody else is pretty much all in the same thing. Nintendo's... It, if Nintendo continues to survive and do its business... They're always going to be kind of a statistical outlier, I think. If you want a splitting hairs to a that, point... That still has to count, though, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It would still count, yes, but I probably would... I, I, You probably need more than that to convince me at the time. You see what I'm saying? If it had basically happened minus Nintendo, I'd need, to see, I'd need more evidence than that to be completely convinced. How about you, John? 20 years is a long time. I think I think you're probably, uh, God knows if I'll live that long, but it, you, I think you'll probably be a little bit surprised because I think it's going to happen faster than that. How about you, John? You think total homogenization within 20 years? I think I'm using the right word there. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I, I'd just be surprised. Like just one brand, one one go to thing. You mean? Well, like, maybe not so much. Literally, or maybe not so much. Maybe I should qualify it a little bit. Maybe not so much one brand as just, but just one type of box from multiple brands. Hmm. You know. I, I, okay. Well, I, I mean, if it, it, it's not just one company doing with one box trying to do for everybody, no, that that wouldn't happen. But I, but if there are options like you have. You know, there's no, 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 no numerous cable providers or numerous, right. you know, manufacturers of TVs or you know whatever, right? That, that, I can see that being the case where the, you know there'd be different options for, you know, you fit your home up with a particular box that would, again, like you say, homogenize your your various media experiences. So I can see it happening with I can see it happening within 20 years, but it wouldn't be one just a singular uh, option. Would you would you like another crack at it now, Glace? I should have I should have stated that because I was I was just thinking in my head that it was it was um, that you guys knew what I meant because there's multiple brands of PCs, mm -hmm. but they all do the same damn thing essentially. That's kind of what I you know that's what I was thinking multiple multiple boxes for multiple companies, but basically there's no more PC versus console. 
this, that, and the other thing. It's all essentially you're buying on brand name and who you trust. With that, what do you think, Glaze? I mean, it's all the same hardware. Yeah, essentially. Oh. Uh, uh, maybe. I, I think 20 years is still pretty soon. Yeah, see, I, mean, I, I think don't. I think if you're looking at 30, 40 years, I think there's a big, very large chance that that would happen. I, I don't, because PC gaming and the PC manufacturers are making small little wounds in their foot. Sony is having issues staying profitable outside of their console sales. Microsoft seems to be heading in that direction with this Xbox One stuff, you know, that eventually it'll just be <laughs> win Xbox 10.557. Um, so I, I, I think it's, it's much more likely to happen within 20 years. You know what pisses me off about this the most, though, guys? None of this talks about me being able to play Battlefield on PC with Glacinator on Xbox One and Agent K on PS4. None of this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I find that to just be utterly fucking ridiculous at this point. You know? And part of it's because they're letting gamers lead them by the nose. I mean, I, I've heard guys on YouTube shooter gamers who are really damn good shooter gamers very intelligent people go oh no there's no way a guy with a controller could compete with pc and or with the keyboard and mouse and then console idiots saying the same fucking thing oh no a controller's so much faster i'm better at counter-strike global offensive with a controller than any keyboard and mouse you're all full of shit <laughs> but i think i think that the companies are using that to their advantage you know, or using that to go, well, that's why we're not doing it. We can't mix these classes. I think it's dumb. We should all, if because the more of this where there's cross-play and cross-buy and cross-friends lists and cross-this and cross-that, that all means absolutely fucking nothing at the end of the day. We It appears to me, anyways, that we have the technology that I should be able to play with people on other systems. Doesn't it? That, am I crazy? Like the art thing, am I crazy? Doesn't it, Glaze, seem like we should we should be there? You you would think <laughs> if it was a utopia. <laughs> Nobody's expl- nobody yet. I I have messaged people on YouTube. I have messaged people on social media, and I've emailed a few people, and nobody, I mean nobody, that has responded to me. And I'm not going to name names. It's a wide group because this has been something that's bugged the shit out of me for a while. Has been able to give me a decent explanation as to why we can't do this and why it's not happening. John, what's your thoughts? I mean, it just it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. It's, yeah, it's just weird. You know? Because that would be absolutely awesome to me. I, I, I would love the opportunity to not have platform limit us. Because I like playing with Glacinator. I like playing with you, John. I like playing with Pat when he's mm-hmm. got the time. I love playing with Agent K and Stuart. You know, Glace mm-hmm. seemed to have a good time when we were able to play Killing Floor all together. That was a mix of two groups of friends with, I guess, me being the common element. And we had, uh, you had fun, didn't you, Glaze? Yeah, when I wasn't uh, committing suicide. Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is still slightly embarrassed about the well incident. Timmy fell down the well. We just didn't have Lassie at the time. That is still one of the funniest things I've ever watched on video. <laughs> But, but but to your point, Bruce. I mean, if it, if it, if all this stuff and and you know if different companies homogenize stuff and give you all these options and everything turns out to be cross 
cross play, you know, available. It kind of it kind of removes the you know, our distinction between different companies and one company. I mean, if I can play my my Microsoft deal against your Sony X, you know, the way that you can on 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 mobile devices now. I mean, you know, like uh, I can play Clash of Clans to communicate and talk and right all that all that stuff now. I mean. I mean, Wanda's mom's on a PC, and we're on. I'm on an iPhone. Wanda's on an Android. Like, that's all great. I mean, that it kind of it takes it removes all that that distinction, that competition. It all it all ends up being the same thing, right? Well, it does. But the one thing you should never discount, John, is mm-hmm. people's willingness to be brand loyal. You know, yeah. because like I'll, I'll give you a classic example. Because I get so tired of the prods while I was taking pot shots at AMD processor people. Because I not because I use Intel, but because it's like, who gives a fuck? Use what you like and shut up about it. Same with mobile phones. Um, way back in the day, I had a couple what were known as GeoForce cards. They're now in NVIDIA. Like three in a row just blew up on me. One like melted, literally melted the fan. And so I bought an AMD, what was at that time known as ATI Radeon video card. Worked great for me, right? Two, three cards in a row had no issues with them. So I keep buying ATI, which is now AMD Radeon, because of my perceived quality of those cards. That Other people have problems with them, so they go to NVIDIA. You know, it's all perception. With my next PC build, I might finally give up and go to NVIDIA for a couple different reasons. Give them another shot. You know, it's only been 15 years. Pretty sure they have cards that don't melt down anymore. And none of those were my problem. They refunded me on every card back in the time when they didn't refund on the fuck. You know, it's the same in the PC market with processors, memory sticks, keyboards, mice. Like, I finally bought a new mouse. I finally bought my first, honest to God, sort of gaming mouse. And I went with a SteelSeries. And uh, two or three of my gaming friends, why didn't you buy Razer? Why didn't you buy Razer? You're a fucking idiot. Because I've had none of them, so I'm starting with Steel Series, and I'll keep working my way, <laughs> you know. Because in my rage, more rage-filled days, I wasn't paying for a gaming mouse that I might throw against the wall. <laughs> These days, I'm old enough and cheap enough that the price of the mouse, which I got it on sale, so it wasn't that big a price, is going to keep, is going to make it more likely I won't throw it against the wall. Bottom line is, John. Yeah, you're right. It takes away some of the advantage of having one over the other, but but you, we should never underestimate brand loyalty. Yeah. Well, I mean, what it kind of meant was, I mean, people can have brand loyalty, brand loyalty if they want, but the end the end experience, you can still experience the same thing together. That 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 would be the the the, the kicker, right? Oh, my apology. I totally misunderstood you. Then, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. You were right to go in the direction you did, but but that was that that was. That was the other part of my, 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 my point, I guess. What, Glace, if they, if everything was homogenized tomorrow, I mean, would you, would you go Nintendo before anything else because you have the most perceived good track record with them? I mean, it depends what games there are. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. If everything's homogenized, pretty much, you, it, except for the few stupid exclusives that we know will exist because they're still are there friend codes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's gonna be that. Well, that as much as Steam pisses me off sometimes, the at least the workings of it, 
you know, the, the layout and, and how friending works and how all the stuff works, that's what people should be copying, honestly. I mean, to a point, good old games and Origin have. You know, where Steam kind of falls on its face is their workshop sometimes, their search results don't work. There's little bits and pieces that don't work, but the basic layout of Steam, to me, is the best going. You know, even above Xbox Live and PSN. And granted, I haven't had much first-hand experience with PSN, but um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Glaze is scarred as you are by friend codes, probably John too, that I don't think that's ever coming back. That still is probably one of the top five dumbest things that a gaming company yeah. has ever done. I, I think that new My Nintendo ID thing will be the next. Will be the with your with your chosen, you know, game not gamer tag, but whatever to call it. Your your ID is the is the way it'll go. But that's essentially what it is. It's a Steam profile or gamer tag, basically. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Nintendo did learn from those mistakes. You guys done? I'm done. Yeah, I'm all done. Yeah, I'm good. I don't know anything about art. That's what we learned tonight. I think we've learned that in the past, though, but I just like torturing myself and occasionally glycinator. If you'd like to get in touch with us, though, we have a ton of ways you can do that. First off is uh, the social medias. We won't mute you, I promise, especially on the Twitter account. We have one of those. It's at WonderPod Online. All one word, at WonderPod Online. We also have a Facebook. It's WonderPod Online. Wonder, or, yeah, I think so. Just send us a friend request, unless you're a spammer. We'll, we'll accept it, and we won't mute you or unfollow you. <laughs> I can guarantee that, because I'm not in charge of the Facebook. Um, we have a website. It's wonderpotonline.com. Wonderpotonline.com. You should go check out the site. ton of old crap to read, ton of new stuff, mostly podcasts. And when I post the podcast, I post it with an embedded, an embedded player. So if you want to uh, listen to it on a web browser, you can. If you want to download stuff... You can do so on iTunes and archive.org. Search WonderPod at either. At archive.org, it's our entire uh, entire catalog. Sometimes iTunes cuts it off. Some people have better luck with that than others. I'm hearing various things. We have YouTube channels. Glacinator's got a YouTube channel. I've got a YouTube channel. WonderPod Online's got a YouTube channel. The What Chris Does YouTube channel. And the Olivia Made This YouTube channel. They are two great friends. Uh, I do have some new content coming to my YouTube channel if I can ever finish getting it friggin' edited. Uh, so, blah, 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 I fucking know that works for you. We have an email address. It's wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com. It's wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter, as long as you don't talk politics, at O-R-I-G-I-M. Or you can follow John on Twitter. <laughs> at John Keo, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. Tell episode one, or one, one, two eighty nine. I either need coffee or food. I'm out of here. See you, people. Cheers. Goodbye. Goodbye.